the fuck up. Surprise. <laughs> it's Courts of Thunder. I love that. It's uh, uh, the U.S. Open. We are, what, three days into the tournament. And uh, Greg and I were tweeting or texting each other all night last night. We just finally said, fine, we'll do a quick, quick little thing, quick little update. This is what Serena does to you. I mean, how can she not you know, inspire us who've done this? And I've been talking about maybe this is our version of Serena's uh, last uh, dance. So she's inspiring me to at least if I'm going to go out, go out strong, go out swinging. Dude, um, th- and that's what this show is. Let's just be straight up about that. This is a Serena Williams appreciation moment. And uh, here, I'll hit the, the things because I don't know if we're going to do it again. Courts of Thunder. Holy hell. At one point, Greg texted me last night and said, dude, you might want to uh, slip over uh, Tommy Paul and Seb Corder in the fifth set. And I said, bro, I love you. There is no chance I'm doing that. <laughs> well, I just said, if you want to check out, it was like 3-3 Serena and Paul was trying to serve it out. I was just like, I'm going to watch the, the game of him trying to serve it right. out. And like everything in this tournament, it all set up perfectly for me and Serena, my experience enjoying Serena because he won four straight points. I got to see that and flip right back. That game wasn't even over yet um, over at Serena, but it it was so intense. And I, and you, I think it was even more intense hearing you. I, you've been a even a bigger Serena fan, I think, than me longer than I have uh, that your wife was bothering. Oh, my you God. It, she... it was almost so intense, though, like during the second set, for instance, when I kind of felt like that was going to go. Away, I was like, I'm going to do some dishes. With the with the TVs in that room, I can watch while I'm doing it. But it's like it's so intense. I almost needed a little break. So that that's what that Paul thing was. I almost needed a break already. It was so intense. Dude, my just heart. Like I I just and I said back to Greg. I'm like, bro, I can't go anywhere. Serena is playing too well. Um, and look, Fair. we have to give Greg his credit. Um, he said, I think there might be a little Serena magic in the next couple of weeks. And again, as I said last night, let the record show that once I I got it, I pinned him down on what that meant. I actually agreed with him once we got there, but Greg was quite. I bullish. mean, you didn't. You just felt After, pressured to. No, I said no. she'd make a, a run to the quarters. That great, great players can do great things. Two out of three sets, and so far, yeah, it is set up perfectly. And that match last night was was very different. We can talk about the differences between the first two matches that she's played, but last night was a different feel all around and certainly gets you even more excited about Friday's match against Tomlano. Last night, the, what I've said, and I, I talked to Pam Shriver for a couple of minutes this morning uh, about Humble this. Brag. I, I, I am friends with Pam Shriver. I don't, I don't, it's never gotten me a free drink, but I am friends with Pam Shriver, um, and who thankfully was willing to do my show from her makeup chair as she was getting ready for uh, the broadcast <laughs> day today. Um, the way we talked about it, you, Serena plays like that, if she plays like she played last night, there's not someone in this tournament she can't beat. She can win the U.S. Open if she plays like that. Will she? Is it reasonable to expect her to be able to do that for two weeks? No, I don't think it's reasonable to expect her to do that for two weeks. Expect is the word that to right. me is carrying a lot of weight. Yes, I agree with what you said, though. If she stays at that level she's going to have a good chance in every match. And I, I think she could still be beat. And I think sure. the situation would change as you get closer to the end. But I think just from the two of us who watch a lot of tennis and can kind of understand when matches are at different levels and her level, to me, she looks similar to 
how she looked post-pregnancy when she made four grand slams, which I would say is not like greatest of all time, no. Serena, but took advantage of some draws and also played big points well enough to make those four finals. She didn't quite finish it off, but that's the sort of level that she played at. Really, the, the whole tournament changed for me for her. The second set of that crew of the of the first match, Kovinich match, um, that it this it started to really come. And then last night there was the dip in the second set, but the level was was fantastic. And the movement was what was different so that, on Wednesday night. She moved like Serena on Wednesday night. Greg, the thing that's different, like if I had to try to define it to someone, I would say the difference is she's there for it. And I remember you and I talked about this in the preview episode, which is, is there some part of her that's ready for it to be over? Is there some part of her that at some point when faced with adversity would say, okay, I've made my peace with it. I'm good. It's not happening. Why even ask this question? Maybe she was getting tight in big moments. She just didn't have the match experience, but I don't believe that would have been the problem. I think it's just like, look, she hasn't won any matches in like a year plus. And when she got into these big moments, she was getting tight. And you've even seen that in this first two matches. But then she did the Serena thing where she quickly sort of got over it. That's what I did. I think it's been the exact opposite of that. I think you have seen someone who has said, I don't care. I will leave everything everything out there there are so few points what jumped out to me about the second set greg was i think she was really internally struggling after getting broken in that first game with how much she should dive into the games that followed it versus trying to leave it in reserve for a third set being down a break um, and I know it got wonky there because she ended up breaking back after she fell behind by two breaks. And then it's like, well, still was six two. Right. I don't want to, you know, toot I... my own horn here. Oh yes, I do. I believe this would have happened uh, all along. But maybe I should be a tennis coach. Here's a text from me last night mm-hmm. after you sent a text. Nervous. I did that say that. Af- I that said was after she after fell she down broken. a break yep. in the second. And I and and I just said, and this is only at two zero. I said, yeah, make this quick. Save energy for a third and, and that's set ex- if it's not going it, well. It's what it felt like was going on internally in her mind. It's they, fine. That's tennis. That's right? tennis oh, when you're 40 hundred, years old. 100%. You have to make those general. decisions. Yeah. That what am I, how far am I going to go in this set versus knowing, hey, I'm likely to play a third. I need to make sure I still have somewhere to go back to in the third. And that was what it felt like was playing out. The biggest thing that jumped out to me in the first set particularly after she got broken back and had to go to a tie break, was she was there for it. And if she's got to stay behind the baseline for multiple, like if she's got to play a 20-shot rally in order to finally get there, she's going to do it. Um, she is very tentative still to come into the net. I get it. Like she's not uh, Brandon Holt tentative, which is one of the most absurd things I've ever seen in my life. Um, but she's still very tentative <laughs> to come into the net. Uh, because you know she's aware. She's aware of the advantages. Literally, but, no one got that reference. Or was but there's zero Hall, chance that anybody watched that to. match. No you one, no to. chance. But he refused, flat out refused to go to the net. Stayed behind the baseline the entire time. Um, but Serena's not that. She had. She did come in. In fact, took. Four more balls out of the air than maybe she should have last night. There were a couple that were very mm. nervy where I was like, yo, you're really taking that out of the air right now? Like, that's crazy. Um, but she is willing to say, if I've got to play those rallies, I'm not going to bail out of them. I'm in for it. That's electric. Mm. That's a really great point. And I, I, that's where my, um, my, um, amateur coaching mind was so wrong watching the early stages of that match because you know Kantavite is not a player with big weapons 
Mm-hmm. She's she's gonna win the you know her game is is clean ball striking, stay in those long rallies, win the win those types of points. And so my thought initially when there was a lot of those points early was like this is not a winning strategy for Serena. We need Serena to just win first strike tennis, go for winners early. Yep. And she never really got there. She waited until she had balls to hit. And you know what? It absolutely worked. And so you're absolutely right. She was confident, I think, in her fitness level and her preparation that actually her weight of shot, her pace, her service return and her serve would be enough that she didn't need to be going for winners off the ground strokes early in rallies. And and she didn't. And she really did nope. win mentally and then I think she just won because it, uh, she her serve wasn't quite as good as like the second set of the first match, uh, but it was still great. It was still a weapon. Spots. It was and, still a um, weapon. More than anything, Contavite's ser- serve was not a weapon, and Serena was all over it for most of the night, and she was going big on those shots. So even though she, it's not like she broke her all the time, like once she got a, a foothold in a game and got like a love 15, it was just like she was teeing off, and for the most part, she was putting – Contavite on the back foot and and was kind of ahead in those points and at no point did Contavite really look like she was going to take hold of the match. I I know she went and won that second set and she she got aggressive early in that second set, but for the most part it felt like it was on Serena's racket, which oh by the way, that's what Serena matches feel like. Correct. Generally. I, I agree. Couple couple things in there. I don't want I thought Contavite played really well in general. I thought she her level, her hitting was, I mean, there were points where she was just hitting lasers, just absolute lasers. Now, some of that is deflecting Serena's power, right? Like, we all know that you're playing a powerful player. Some of that is just deflecting their own power. I thought she was hitting some lasers. I thought she played at a very high level last night. Strategically, you know, we can debate that, but I think the level of her play was high. I agree. It was a high-level match in general. It wasn't quite Collins Osaka first set, which was the best set of tennis I saw in this tournament. But it was. I agree. Contavite. You know, if if you haven't been tracking it, she's seeded too, but her point total is very low. It would normally be the point total of like someone that was six or seven. And then more to the point, she she hasn't done anything in the last four months. She's like fifteenth, sixteenth in the in the race. Um, and but I think that's sort of the level she played at. That was that was she did not show up um and shrink from the moment for most of it. But I do think the crowd was a factor. And early in the third set, I really felt like if Serena plays well here, the crowd and Ser- Serena's energy she's getting from the crowd and her mental toughness mm-hmm. is gonna be very tough for Contavite to stand up against and i i wasn't sure if she was the player that was ready to do that and you're right even though the level was good for the most part i think that that came true in the end that she she wasn't quite ready for the three set tussle someone else might be you've been out there for two plus hours and it's wearing on you and everyone hates you you know like you can't you can't you do feel for her it's a hundred percent crowd she she answered all her questions in English and I didn't see this, but I'm going off tweets and was very gracious. What a great experience. All the best things about Serena. One reporter there from Estonia who asked what he said was a very um, gent- gentle question saying, like, how is this experience for you? Um, you know, you, you played at such a high level, but obviously it's not easy. Uh, and she started to answer that question in her native tongue. 
and she started crying and left the press conference and, mm. and that was it and you could just you you can understand how difficult that would be no for doubt. most most humans and most professional athletes even no question no question about it two things that jumped out at me uh from serena post-match the one where, you know, like Mary Jo Fernandez asked, like, is this surprising you? I think it's a statement that she's like, no, like not not at all. I think it's a statement about <laughs> what we're referring to and why she was confident to say, I'll hang in and play those rallies. Like she clearly is here to try to do something at the U.S. Open. This was not the farewell thing for her. I just want to go show up one more time and play. She clearly believed she was there to do something at the U.S. Open, and then she sort of casually was like, you know, Mary Jo's talking about beating the number two player in the world, and she said, well, I think I'm pretty good, too. <laughs> and I just, I love right. it. I think she feels, uh, you know, she said that she's not surprised, of course, and she's like, I'm Serena, and I get that. Like, she's been the best player since she first stepped out there and she mentioned she it feels good not to have the target on her back like it hasn't felt like that since 98 I thought was a telling quote too and I I believe that um so it was more surprising to her when she was struggling over the last month when she went one and three and and looked particularly poor in Cincinnati it was really just that one match to be fair I thought she looked okay when she lost in Canada uh to to be fair to to Ben it was a tough one um, so I'm not surprised she says she doesn't surprise, but I do think there's a huge difference between that first round match and the second round match. I, I, I think that the first round match was sort of the, is this just the celebration and the vibe is one thing. And I think she was tight for the most part. Once she got that first set, Kovinich was, you know, a lesser opponent. And I, I think Serena got through it. And I think, um, if you're a Serena fan, like we are here, I think the hope is, I think that first match getting past that, there was like, that was almost the most pressure she's going to feel um, for a while. And now she can not be surprised as you say, by just like playing her game, because she, as she said, she's looked, she's felt very good in practice. She's played a ton of practice sets and it's like, okay, now my instincts can just take over and try to enjoy this. Cause I got past what would have been the worst case scenario, which would be like ending your match on a, three match losing yep. streak to a yep. no name in the first round. And like that, I, that is a different sort of pressure and she's past that. And now she can just like have her Jimmy Connors, 1991. Yeah, are you not entertained? Go! Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you. Um, I told you before that if I looked at that grouping and said, here's the one that stands out to me as maybe the, the trickiest in the first three rounds, it wasn't Contavite. You know, I said it was Tom Lanovich. Um, mm-hmm. That was the one that I looked at and said, Here's the one that at the moment, and not to say that Tomlanovich has been dominant and she struggled in her second round match, but I just thought that she was the most informed player that Serena might have to play in the first three rounds. Now, again, I think Contavite played pretty well last right. night. I think she played high level. So I I came into this. I think Tomlanovich is a more difficult opponent to face at the moment, but I don't know if she can play as well as Contavite played last night. Hmm. Yeah, I would say I would expect a similar type of level, which would make me think that Serena is is a favorite in that match. Um, maybe even, you know, somewhere between a favorite and uh, a significant favorite. Okay. Um, but but Tom Lanovich could absolutely step up there and and play great. And the, the bigger concern with Serena is like, can she keep building? Because that's what she used to do. Mm hmm. And she's playing doubles on Wednesday night, my like or Thursday night. My 
like my first you uh, know, wait, hang on save, save save that we'll get we'll get to that because i was gonna hit i know but i'm just yeah. saying like she's gonna keep playing and it's like okay is this gonna be a thing that builds or is it gonna be hard to keep up this level and keep up this energy if you're if you're a serena fan you've seen her get better and better in grand slams and if she gets better and better in this grand slam forget it tom lanovich is, is a heavy underdog but just for some context for people who haven't been like watching the tour that closely she's a top 20 player right now tom lanovich in a way, actually, maybe Kantavite probably wasn't coming into this, despite the rankings. They didn't give rankings points at Wimbledon, which is, I think it was a mistake in hindsight. Mm-hmm. But Tomlanovich would be a top 20 seed at this tournament, would mm-hmm. be top 20 in the race for this year, too, if they had given those points. And she's a, a rock solid player. I think she'll like the moment in a way um, that maybe Kantavite didn't. And I think I think she'll be up for it. It's really hard to know, though, because I think I think the crowd's a major factor. I've never seen a crowd like the. I, it's got to be louder. Oh my than god! Any crowd of any of these night sessions. It's just a lot. This goes <laughs> back to for for those that maybe find this show because you know they're they're fans of Greg's or something. Like that. This goes back to what we always talk about the, in sport. The, what I fell in love. Don't with. Don't say that so derisively. Oh, fans of Greg's. No, no, no. I, I'm not. Maybe, maybe there's maybe there's. I do actually know there's a couple of you that are fans of mine that have found the show that aren't tennis fans necessarily that yeah. just like my content. But I think there are more. I think we all know there are more of yours that way. Um, this is what made me fall in love. This the their prime time at the U.S. Open is such its own animal in the history of this sport. It is very difficult for me to compare anything. I understand that Wimbledon is the most historic championship, and because of that, it's considered to be the greatest prize in in all of tennis. But there is nothing in the in theater, in sport, to me that compares to prime time at the U.S. Open. It's I, I don't even know how to explain it. And to put this in prime time at the U.S. Open has given us everything we could possibly ask for in these circumstances. There's nothing forced about this. There's nothing. This is so raw. This is so real. It is so special. We've had some cool, like the way the crowd came back and Daniil Medvedev after hating him the year before was a cool thing. We've had some cool crowd things in the last couple of years. It has not been the same without having a dominant male American player. The you know way that- it reminds me of, and, it, and this is a much bigger but it does remind me a little bit of Sampras's last run. Kind of, When yeah. he run. And they kept putting him in prime time. And believe me, the tennis was much more boring, and he didn't connect in the same way. But he was a great American oh, champion. Right. Prime time. And because of his age, and I think, look, Serena's picking these times. They asked her, like, when do you want to play? And that's when they would want him to play, too. But if for some reason she was like, please, I want to play first up in right. the day, like, they would put her there. Um it's the best it's the best situation for her Fact. um they're making the opponent wait as they like play the oprah thing for like two that's minutes so weird. Like, as they call her on and I, that actually oprah's after the match yeah. like that's an advantage like it's a home it's a home court advantage and it just that's what it's gonna be okay now let's talk about the thing what thing courts of thunder wait i want to do i do want to talk about I, the draw just a tiny bit for serena okay the quick, serena, all right quickly this singles quickly. draw quickly because i think we're now changing how we felt oh, about this. Oh, 1,000%. Like, well, I was saying I think she can make the quarters, and that was partly because I think she can be in the mix. I think she has a chance to win this title, but I would say that about you know a number of players. She's and, now the you know, sixth favorite, according to fans. That feels about that feels about right, and I would maybe even put her higher, but I'd put like the top six or seven similarly. If she beats Tomlanovich, 
potentially her next her next matchup would be the winner of Sams- Samsonova versus Krunich. Samsonova has played 12 matches, Glenn, since Wimbledon, all on hard courts. Do you know how many of those she has won, Glenn? Mm-hmm. She's won all 12, Glenn. She has won all 12. There's a reason, by she the way. She won Washington. She won Cleveland. I looked at the people she's beat. There's some good, some pretty good ones in there, including Tom Lanovich, uh, by the way, hmm. Uh, hmm. including some quality players. Fernandez uh, maybe being the best one on Tuesday night. That, to me, is a very dangerous match just because maybe she does. She, she's just like the type of young ball basher that right. maybe will just like be in that moment. And then as I look at Serena's side of the draw, there's two other matches in the third round where I almost think both of those matchups inc- include two players who could also win the tournament. And that's Andrescu versus mm-hmm. Garcia and Keys versus Coco. So it's a very interesting side of the draw, and I think a lot of the best players are happen to be playing each other in the third round. Garcia is maybe in the best form on tour. She plays Andrescu, who looked incredible. And Keys, Coco, to me, the winner of that will have a real chance to to go deep, make make a final. That That's it. So it's a, it will not be an easy draw. No, not at all. Serena. S- Samsonova, especially if she gets to the fourth round on a 13-match winning streak. Like That's the one where people will just start assuming Serena is going to roll, and I would be nervous. But one, one at a time, one at a time. By the way, they've actually altered it. She's tied for six. six. Uh, the FanDuel's got uh, Sviantec 3-1, to one, Coco 10-1, to one, uh, Garcia 10-1, to one, Samsonova 11-1, to one, Sabalenka 12-1, to one, and then Serena. Wow. So, oh, Samsonova's that high, see? Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, exactly right. Serena um, actually is back to six. She's fourteen to one. By the and, way, and... I'm I'm not a I can't I can't do that because of my job. But, right. Uh, I would maybe take a coke a cocoa I, Garcia I, I, platter there. I, and Garcia I do like would that. probably be the one I would lean to. I know it'd be a lot to win a first Grand Slam, but she, she's outstanding. But I would also take Serena because that'd be more fun. It's right, definitely so more fun. All right. Now the question that I was going to ask is the one that you and I started talking about last night. Um, tonight, as we're recording this on Thursday afternoon. Um, uh, I think it's a very cool move that the U.S. Open planned to put Venus and Serena playing doubles on Ash in prime time. It's just not something that you've ever seen before, but it makes all the sense in the world. We are soaking this up. The question becomes, now that we're reimagining what Serena is capable of doing in this tournament, do we want her playing doubles tonight? I, I have mixed feelings. I I'm excited because right now, like this is what we live for as sports fans, as tennis fan. It's the Serena show. We will mm-hmm. look back on this fondly. And the fact that now it's like a nightly show, it's not even every other night. Yep. <laughs> it's not like a mini series or whatever. It's nightly as long as her and Venus keep winning. And they've got a tough matchup actually in the first round It for, from what people say. Um, I'm going to trust Serena's instincts here. She'll pra- She basically won't practice because yep. of this. In that she says she needs matches. It's obviously not like playing a singles match. You just hope you just hope it doesn't a wear her down if they keep winning or, you know, they're God forbid an injury or anything. Um, But she she looks to be in such good form, like physical form moving that I tend, you know, you tend to give her the benefit of the doubt uh, in terms of what she thinks she needs. I agree with you. The argument when I when I brought it up with Pam, the argument she made was she has to do this. She has to do this. This is a team that's four. That they've won fourteen Grand Slam titles. We need to say goodbye to them too. Like 
it, it's important that we don't miss the fact. and oh in Grand Slam, in Grand Slam finals. finals. The best, the best Venus and or Serena stat there is. It's incredible. That is just. I mean, my God, so it's stupid. it's unbelievable. It's insane. <laughs> Um, and that we've, you know, because they just, as they gotten older, they haven't played, we haven't had the opportunity to say goodbye to them. They've also, by the way, won three gold medals at the Olympics as if that wasn't enough. They haven't, um, and they haven't played together in at least three or four years, I think. Uh, I think they played once. Yeah, that once. sounds right. Well, they, they, have, they haven't won a twice slam after she was pregnant. They yeah, haven't won I a mean, slam since Wimbledon in 16, I think was the last time they right, won a but slam. They also haven't even played. Right. They, I think they played maybe once or twice after she had her um, after she had Olympia. And even that was three or four years ago. So, OK, uh, by the way, Pam convinced me. Uh, it, Life it, is it, short. It's Glenn, a, this right. is just like a special moment. And like, why? Why play anything safe if you're Serena? Go for it. Like, get all the experiences and give and selfishly give us all those. A hundred percent. Let's let's ride with it. And so I. Because I did. I felt the same way. You and I talked about it last night. I felt the same way where I was like, oh, no, I didn't. Well, I, I was had... on a high. Like, I was on a high enough. I was like, oh, should we podcast? I was trying to, like, sit, you know, uh-huh. we got a lot going on. Like, uh-huh. But it's, like, it's just, like, too inspiring. Uh, but, yeah, that was my my thought. All right. Now, let's Ooh. just quickly. Courts of Courts Thunder. Of thunder. Um, we're not going to talk too much about the rest of the tournament because it's literally being played as we're recording and who knows when you guys are listening to this. So I just want to react to a couple things that have already happened. A uh, hell of a pick by me, uh, Bella Haddad Maya to win the U S open hell of a choice that I made there. Although I think people I've, call her Bella. What did I, what did I Is that like a nickname? Oh Beatrice? no, what, I did. No, I they know. might. I don't they, know. They I, might. That's a, I don't, I don't even know why I said that, but yes, correct. You're right. Uh, I did. I, I picked Haddad Maya and, my God, as you pointed out, Andrescu looked phenomenal. Just I, yeah, I watched the second phenomenal. set of that, and, and she looked good. I think she's, I think she's a contender, I, but I also think she's playing literally the best women's player, just form wise at this very moment, and that's Caroline Garcia. I think, by the way, I made a Bella Hadid the model. Bella Hadad Maya <laughs> is what just happened there. It is somehow in my brain that's the way the synapse is fired. So great pick on my part. The most disappointing thing to me so far in the U.S. Open is unquestionable. Uh, this is this is a, a rue this day thing for Taylor Fritz. It, it was all there for him. Everything was mm. there for him to have a magical run at his home slam and to assert himself as being a legitimate part of the next group of players behind Nadal, Djokovic, you know, Medvedev, that crew. And this is a this is to me it it won't when somebody loses in the first round that's not Djokovic it's not a threat to win the tournament nobody really seems to care I think this is as big of a yak as an American player has experienced in a long time. I get it, and you're like I don't I don't disagree except for the way you were talking about it beforehand that was like this was his chance and look he's 25 I, um, he's I, gonna he's gonna have chances and he he said he, he felt stupid for thinking he could win this tournament he should have thought he could win this tournament and um that's why the greats are the greats they don't have losses like this but it doesn't mean that he can't have a run when he's 28 or when he's 31 or whatever you're right the draw was setting up well that's for him. the and now potentially it's setting up well for tommy paul who granted is played 10 sets and like 10 hours mm-hmm. of tennis already um but that section but that's what he does though, wide open right like that yeah that section is wide open and it includes a murray berrettini third round which is delicious. so by the way yeah. murray's gotten through these yep, yep. two matches pretty Look Look cleanly 
So if that's you, a fun, that's I, a really fun third round. And, and if, if Murray can get through that, then it's game on. Um, because that whole side, that whole section until the semis is wide open. And if Berrettini wins, like he should, you know, we, we could see a nice long run for your guy, Matt, maybe against the winner of Medvedev, Kyrgios, when shot, he gets to the semis. The shot that he hit on match point yesterday, I said, might be as sexy as he is. Like, it <laughs> it was so crazy, the shot so that he good. hit on match point. Um, I, I understand what you're saying about Taylor Fritz, but I'll go back By to the way, Sitsipas and Felix have had just as bad losses as yeah, but, Fritz in but this everybody this beats, is what happens. Everybody this beats Sitsipas. Ha- <laughs> so right, I'm just saying like, this is what happens to top 10 but players the, that aren't, like, all-time greats but, in this but, era. But hang on, let me go back to something you say, because we talk about this a lot. That you're one of your tropes is they're the next gen until they're they never are right, and <laughs> right. that's sort of my issue with Taylor Fritz is that we can keep saying hey he's only twenty four he's only he's gonna be twenty five here in a little bit like he's only twenty five okay but at what point do you stop saying that like I understand when it, when he's when it stops ascending like he was almost ranked what fortieth or something at this point a year ago and he's now tenth. And he won Indian well. He won a master. He's had some it. other good results it. this year. So I, I'm just saying, like these things happen. Yeah, this was a bad one, bro. This was a really bad one. I don't know how else there is to say it. This was really bad. Uh, anything else you want to squeeze in quickly? No, I got in my big, um, right. my big takeaway, my big point on the other uh, women, which was that Andrescu Garcia and Keys Coco. Uh, I would love a little double. Actually, they've probably announced it, so I shouldn't say anything. But the double primetime women's matchups on Friday. Do that. Who? Wh- why not? So, th- these matches are going on too late. Mm. Go Keys Coco as the uh, dessert for like for Serena Tomlanovich. <laughs> I know they're not going to do that, but how great would that be? Like, like well, how, wouldn't wouldn't they Murray, would love it, wouldn't, to be the? But wouldn't they, Murray? Berrettini, shouldn't that be on Ash at night? I get it, but that's going to go until two in the morning. I just mean like the connective tissue here between Serena and two young black American players who, by the way, like deserve to be on Ash anyways, because I think they have a chance to win this tournament with with each of their form. That is a fantastic third round match. It's a little Serena first, a little Coco Keys next, but I doubt it's Uh, for the record. uh, They have not (laughs) announced the schedule yet for tomorrow. So. Who knows? Maybe you'll end up being right. All right. Uh, I can't. No idea if there's going to be any more of this. But um, if Serena keeps winning at some point, Greg and I inevitably will end up saying, oh, God, we've got to talk about it. That's the way that goes. Some of you guys reached out to me about trying to help us out of the business. And, and I'm going to be in touch. I promise. I promise <laughs> I'm going to be in touch because I can't. It's too much right now. So I mean, you- I'll take the help. But unless... My biggest help is I need to change the tennis schedule. Yeah, from, so it doesn't line um, up with football. Like I understand. Peaking at <laughs> certain spots where football is starting or in right. the playoffs. But no yeah. doubt. All right. Uh, for Greg, I'm Glenn. This has been Courts of Thunder.